sometimes we have to make a really important decision and, or even just like in general, we want to pick a path that, that we want to take in our life. And we just need to know which is the right decision, right? We play in our heads back and forth. Should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? And we just wish it was clear. We wish that we could figure out exactly what to do, what to choose. So today in the podcast, I'm going to give you a snippet of my life when I had a very similar situation and exactly what I did to find out exactly what I needed to do. So before I open up the podcast, I want to just remind everyone who has been DMing me and asking me because I can't get back to every single person that we are only three days away until we open up our free class, the one that we open only once a year. And this time, to be honest, I'm only going to open it for one week exactly. So from June 21st to June 28th, you'll be able to get access to the Muslim Marriage Lab, which is our way of giving women their power back, letting them know exactly what they need to do in the four major areas that all women need to know. We find out that many know either none or either one or two of these are missing and missing actually any one of these could put you in a particular situation with finding the wrong spouse. So whether you're a person who is looking for a spouse for the first time, um, divorcee looking again and not to have similar mistakes in the past, or a person who wants to have a jump ahead. Those people who love to look ahead and say, you know what, I want to make sure I marry my kids on the Quran and Sunnah, and I want to make sure I do it the right way. Or maybe you want to know what you did wrong. Either way, this class is literally for every woman. You could share it with your aunties, your cousins, your nieces. It's completely free. So I cannot wait to see you guys get inside. In the link below, you could jump on the wait list. It fills up really fast. I don't want anyone to get disappointed when the seats are gone, but I will see you inside for the class that starts June 21st. Let's get started. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the podcast. It is Friday. So good to be with you guys. It is gorgeous outside where I am. I have been looking out that window, like longing to go outside all day, and yet something comes up and something comes up. It's the whole COVID like in the house thing and you almost get used to it. Sometimes my office has moved to outside on my deck, which I enjoy because I sip coffee and I'm under the umbrella and I'm with the kids and we'll all have like the breeze on us and it's so nice. And I'm actually like longing to be there now. But I think right after the podcast, I'll go outside, get some sun. Maybe I'll set up the pool with the kids and, and just get outdoors. So I encourage you as well, don't stay inside too long. It is not healthy. You need your vitamin D, right? So in the podcast today, we're going to talk about making tough decisions. I'm going to snare my face, share a little bit of my life where I have been through that before. And I know what it's like, right? You're going back and forth over, should I do this? But what if that happens? And but what about this? And what about this? There's kind of a lot of what ifs going on, right? I know exactly how you feel, right? And you're concerned, right? You feel like if I make the wrong decision, it could ruin my life. Uh, you know, you feel like um, nobody understands you and what you're going through, right? And sometimes it's certain decisions. But I understand you. I get it. And that's why we make these podcasts, because we want to give a bit of advice. So today, what you're going to walk away with from the podcast is you're going to get a bit of advice on kind of how you can handle times like this. I'm going to tell you exactly what I do to make sure I make a good decision. And I'm going to tell you a particular time where I was stuck in the same thing. Now, you guys know we have been in the love series, so I will make it a little bit about love in that way. But in general, this is advice that can apply to anyone. Advice in a time when you're stuck in making a decision's 
And these are things that I've used for years, guys, for years. No kidding, they work. So inshallah, business ala, we're going to get into a bit of it. But I did want to give a quick shout out to the Sisters in Thrive. They are currently coming to the end of our self-love challenge. We do these five-day boost challenges and we give women a hundred dollars for the winner and it's really fun because women come together and they really just explore their emotions and so if you're a woman who is going through a little something you don't have that much self-love you don't have that much self-confidence which is very much related to many things in your life to be honest everything in your life to if we want to get real about it um then these are great exercises that we do for all the women inside of our international global village thrive muslim all right you guys know we're in there and constantly working with one another but the women were doing the challenge they were doing such a great job so i just wanted to give them a shout out on the podcast personally to say I'm reading your every comment. I am blown away. So, so good. All right, ladies. So let's get started with today. Um, You know, for me, I think it was about 12 years ago where I was having this moment, like I was describing to you, where I was just going back and forth and back and forth about what to do. And it's really hard when you have this emotion because you can kind of feel a little isolated from everybody else. Like I said, like you feel like, Nobody gets what you're going through. And I remember I was going back and forth with my friends at the time. And I say friends, but like, I think most of it, if I really reflect, was going on in my head. You know, you ask your friends sometimes, but sometimes you don't tell your friends everything you're thinking, right? You have a lot that lives in your chest, in your head. And I was going back and forth, like I said, about who to marry. There were people who had proposed to me and it was coming down to the wire, right? I have to make a decision about what's going on. And I was divorced at this point with two kids. And for those of you who've heard the podcast before, you know my story, I'm not going to repeat it. I'm, I'm going to tell the actually my story in detail for the first, first time. Like I think I've told a little bit of detail before, but I think I'm going to go really, really deep on Monday. So definitely look out for that podcast, Inshallah Business Island. But it is a lot of the story of how I got to where I am today and what gave me the strength and the ability to make better decisions and um, and to choose exactly who's right for me amongst other things in my life. So anyway, I was divorced at this time. I have two girls from my previous marriage. Now, for those of you who know, like I said, in my previous marriage, I was not guided. I did not know. I was not always like you see me today. So some sister the other day, she she said, oh, you know, I, th- I think like, and I mentioned this on the last podcast, like, you know, it's, it seems like it's so easy for you. Oh, no, it's not right? Because I've gone through a lot of crazy things and I did not grow up with parents who who helped me find a right spouse. I had maybe just five sisters this week say, sis, my, my parents are not even helping me. They're just like, look, go find somebody. And when you found somebody, let me know. And then like, we'll see if we could, you know, take it from there. And like, no, that's not the way it works. Subhanallah. So I had parents who like, they didn't think dating was wrong. They were like, whatever, you know, very, very Americanized. And so um, when I made decisions, I didn't, I made things from like the heart, from emotion. And it was just, it was just a hot mess. That's the nicest way I could say it. So um, was married, have two beautiful children, but honestly, I am, I am having a, like a flurry of emotions, not just because of this decision, but at the time I was broke. I was working two jobs and still in college. So 
imagine like I do not yet have a degree. I'm still going through the motions of that, right? I had gotten very married fairly young and that wasn't the problem. It was the choice that I made and how I made it. But, you know, I was married fairly young before I finished my degree. I was still going through my degree and um, going on for the second part of it because I was doing like the whole educational thing. There's multiple parts, kind of maybe like how if you do law or doctor, like there's multiple parts, right? So I don't yet have my degree where I can work like a job where I can get a good salary. So I'm there working two jobs, sometimes three jobs, like crazy stuff all over the place, catering, waitressing, um, like whatever I can do to honestly get by. And I have two kids already and now I'm divorced. Now, I don't come from a family like the way it is supposed to be in Islam, where you are divorced and you go back to your father's house and everybody takes care of you. Oh, no. I have to run around, put my kids in daycare. I'm trying to, like, just scrape the rent together. It is not easy. So for you women who are divorced out there, I know how hard it can be. And, you know, for you sisters who have no idea what it's like for being divorced, like for women who don't have the support, you are on your own. And you know what? You're emotionally sometimes a bit of a little wreck. And because, you know, this a lot is a lot of emotion, like, well, what's going to happen to me next? Where am I going? What if I make that mistake again? And then for, um, you know, for having kids, you're going through that emotion and they're watching. I think that's the worst part. I want moms to know who are going through divorce. I know a lot of women they reach out to me as they're going through divorces right now or recently divorced. And this whole podcast is going to be about divorce, but I did want to touch on it in, in this moment because I know that is a real thing for our women. And the thing is, like, your kids are watching. And that's what's hard, right? Like, if you want to come home one day and you had a really hard day, you just want to go cry in your room. They're like, Mommy, what are you doing? Or Mommy's always crying in her room. You know, like, it's hard. And then what if, like, you're also financially unstable, right? All these things, these are really, really hard. And so I'm going through a bit of that, right? It's like my kids, who's going to love them? You know, and there's a lot of stigmas in our community, okay? And my kids are mixed. They're from different, you know, background. And so, like, not everybody will want accept your kids because they don't, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, you know, you're, you're, you've been married before. So it's, it's not like you're brand new, you know, guys give you that issue too and all this stuff. So as a female, you could easily go into your fears and insecurities. It's too easy to fall prey to that. Now, mind you, while I'm doing all this, tons of guys are hitting on me because that's life, right? Like it does, I'm not even trying to look out. When I say hitting on me, I'm not texting guys. I'm not do. I'm not on apps doing this stuff. This was like long before a lot of the stuff they have now. I'm not on marriage apps. I'm not on any of that stuff. I'm not. But somehow like if I'm at the corner store, if I'm at work, if I'm doing this side job for something, like people always need to hit on you. Oh, can I have your number? Oh, what's going on? Oh, this, you look like you're struggling, mom. Can I help you? Like I was like, I live in New York, okay? So like, this is the norm, right? I'm not even trying to do anything bad, minding my own business. But so, but here's the thing: like sometimes those guys are Muslim and sometimes they're not Muslim. Yeah, I would right? So they're like, so then sometimes you you have this flash thought in your head from Shaitan that's like, well, well, maybe that person is the one and I'm just turning them down really fast because I'm like, I, you know, I don't talk to guys, blah, 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 haram. But then you're like, well, maybe it's, maybe they're the one and I'm turning them away. And see, this is what I mean about the decision piece. You have all these voices in your head, not because we're crazy, but you have the voices, right? You have like, is it just me? Or like, is it Shaitan or is it my nafs or is it like logic or is it like a sign? And you're doing all this over and over and over, right? And so I was going through all this. I was fairly young. I was in my 20s and I'm going through all this, right? And so 
back and forth, back and forth. And so sometimes I take my friends' opinions on things. And sometimes it's just like, your friends are not the ones to take opinions from. And your friends love you and they mean the best for you. But sometimes your friends have their own problems. You know what I mean? Like they can't really give you the clear thought. Now, like I told you, my parents, they were not the ones to go to because they had their own idea of what halal and haram is. They are not going to guide me in the best of ways. Now, mind you, up until this moment, I had um, been studying because I had gotten divorced for a couple years. I think it was like four years at that point or something where... I was like, I'm not going to let this happen again. So the one good thing I did, though, was I was very much committed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to the deen. And so I was like, I am like, it wasn't my fault. I made a bad choice. It wasn't like I was doing anything. Haram, but like, I just, I didn't vet the guy properly. I thought I knew him. But then after we got married, all types of stuff came out, let's just say. And that's the problem because I didn't know what to look for. I didn't know the red flags. I didn't know what to ask. I thought I did. I thought I covered the bases, but I hadn't gone deep enough. I didn't know how to read body language back then like I do now. I know a lot more now, like total night and day, right? So I had gone through a lot. I had studied under scholars. I had learned about the Quran and Sunnah and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran about marriage, what Rasulullah said. And I felt really equipped. I really did. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Because I took the time. And here's the thing about the time, and I just want to say is for Real quick for women, don't ever wait for the right time to get to know this stuff because it's it's never going to be the right time. Something's always going to be up. You're always going to be busy. You're always going to be working. Life is crazy. I was just telling this to a sister yesterday. You have to put the brakes on life. You have to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stuff is just getting out of control. I need to just pull the reins, pull back. You, I can't. How can I do that? I'm so busy. You don't know my schedule. You don't know my schedule. I'm I am a busy woman, right? I'm if I can to this day, if I find stuff is going out of control, ooh, I pause, I pull the brakes. I'm a mom of five. I'm running like two two. I'm I'm running mindful Muslim. I think nobody knows this is a ten to twelve hour a day thing that I do with you guys because outside of the podcast, you know, we have the school, right? You heard me maybe mention the class in the beginning. That is one free class that I do, but I do so many. I run book clubs. I do consultations. I do speaking events. I run courses. I mean, we are an entire organization and we do school, like we have our own school and stuff like that because we found that beyond the podcast, women had questions and they needed answers. And because I'm a licensed educator, I create those answers. And today, every day, like I'm literally, I'm making a course right now on how to make your schedule, like, uh, like how to do, um, like life hacking, like schedules and routines. I know that's big on you guys. You guys want that. And people need the step by step. I'm putting it all together. I'm making a whole nother course on having good habits and routines and schedules. And I got you. Don't worry, guys. But this stuff takes time, right? So I'm here doing all this stuff. We're running. We have emotions courses. We have marriage courses. We have parenting one that we're putting together. We have a marriage one for married people that we're putting together. We're putting a lot together. We have tons of free resources on the website. So I'm a busy person and I got the five kids. How about five humans, right? That you're responsible for. And God forbid, I have a husband, right? And I, unless the pen with Allah, I, I mean, we could all mention a lot first. I think it's obvious, but just throwing it in there, then there's all the ibadah that I have to do. So, all of this said, I'm busy too. I feel busy. I know what busy looks like, right? But I put the brakes on because you know what? Sometimes if you don't get a hold of what is really going on under the surface, under your skin, some women, they go, like, I feel a little, you feel super emotional, super anxious. That means you got stuff going on inside, sister. You have to pause and deal with it. And some stuff I know you can't put off, like we have a job and this and that, but you have to carve out time 
to learn. And that's what I had done. That's the one thing I think that I feel good about is I had carved out time to learn. And what that did for me is it helped me to do the following things that I'm going to suggest to you guys to really get to understand that these were things that I needed to do. But the truth was in that moment, I was straight up nervous. It seemed like everyone I spoke to was even worried for me because they're like, well, what if this, they were the same thing. Like what happens if she picks the wrong guy? They don't like the kids, the kids, you know, you hear all these, like, I, I promise you like in the US, I don't know what you guys have in the UK or in, uh, in certain parts of Asia and like Africa, but a lot of people listen here from all over the world. Like, um, subhanAllah, we, um, we have these, <laughs> we have these shows, like the Oprah Show or the um, what's that, Doctor Phil, Maury Povich. That's an old, old one. Uh, oh my gosh, God forbid you hear all these horrible stories. Yeah, just there's so many more horrible shows. I won't mention them. They're a little bit more like not so kosher, right? Anyway, the point is always some kids are showing up on those like my mom married a guy and then, you know, my life was like this. And I was I was imagining my kids on one of those shows. You don't know. The nerves were like I was mostly worried for my kids, even though I, even though I think I was oppressing, like putting down like what was going on in my fears about myself. Once you're a mom, you have the kids. That was an issue, too. So mind you, I'm nervous if like what, what if I pick the wrong guy, is he going to be like this to me? And then I also have the kids. So I have like double stress, right? Needed answers. At this point, I've been studying, like I said, so alhamdulillah. But you know what? Sometimes you just need an ear. You just need somebody who gets you. You just need somebody who feel like I can honestly tell them what's on my chest, in my heart, no judgment, and they're going to give me sound advice right? I was 100% operating from a place of fear in that moment, which could have very easily led me to making a damaging decision about how to move forward. But that's when I called my mentor at the time. And she was somebody who was really special to me. And she got me right back on track. And the interesting part was she didn't tell me what to do. She guided my thinking. And I think from being mentored by her, that's what I have learned. And that's what I do for women in, inside of mindfulness too, because I feel like people, sometimes they don't want you to tell them what to do. They might feel like they want you to, but in all honesty, like life is about choice. So we got to give people the tools and then just step away and be like, see what you feel like doing with that. And so to give them the autonomy to make that decision for themselves and, and to do it saying, look, take my advice or take my advice. It's no problem. I'm just here because I literally care about you. And I want you to be happy. And so that's what we do. That's our philosophy here at Mindfulness. So we just give women that. So a lot of women know that from the, the calls and stuff and the classes that we do. But so I got that from a lot of the scholars and mentors before me. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them for these beautiful examples that they gave me. And so a lot of these people, they're real elderly right now, but they are so like, I can't tell you how much reward they're getting as we continue to pass on what they've taught us. So she guided my thinking by asking really powerful questions and reminding me of the four areas to consider. I'm not going to go into them today because you guys know we have that um, class coming up on June 21st and I get into them there. So you're going to get a lot of what I learned from her there. So definitely make sure you're on that. But my Point, a couple tips I'm going to give you today is through that, I discovered my own faulty thinking, which I think is really important. And the reason maybe you're spinning your wheels is because likely you're doing the same thing. There's a lot happening in the world right now, right? There's a million shiny objects that are catching our attention, new new things left. And in, 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 we have new platforms coming up every day that are distracting us. We have life events. At the end of the day, none of it matters if we're neglecting the fundamentals of how to make good choices. And 
So you guys know I've been doing all these podcasts about how to make better decisions. So today what I want to leave you with in the podcast, after hearing just a chunk of my story, is that these are the four pieces of advice I would generally give you in making any decision. If you want to know specifically kind of the advice I was given, like I said, from my mentor, that's where you go into the class and you're going to get all of that. But this, these four pieces of advice today are generally for any type of major decision you need to make. And you might think you might take them lightly. I suggest you don't. Because in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so much power. He can do so much in our life that we cannot imagine. We cannot do it without him. So part of my suggestion is related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And part of it is what we need to do. So it's like Allah in us, right? So let me give you these advice. Number one, put yourself in a good place with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People underestimate this. Okay, let's be fair. Allah zal he's most just. Is he going to give you the same type of help? And you might have heard me say this before, right? So ding, 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 right? Is he going to give you the same type of help? That he's going to, like, if you're not doing the right thing, let's just pretend, I'm just making it up. If you're not doing the right thing, if you're doing, you maybe doing a little texting on the side, maybe you're doing a little haram shows, haram music, wasting a lot of time on TikTok, like, whatever it is that you're doing that is not so amazing, you're late for salah, you miss your salah, like, whatever it is, Allahu alam, I'm not, like, doesn't have to be specific. Do you think he's going to help you the same way he's helping somebody who's on Sirat al-Mustaqim, somebody who's, like, really trying, they're on the straight path? They're pushing away haram. They're sacrificing for Allah. They're staying up and praying. Like, do you think they're going to help the same way? And some people feel like, oh, that's not me. I can't do it. I tried. I'm not motivated. You can do anything you want. You just don't want it. And I've told you guys that before in a previous podcast. My teacher looked at me and she was just like, you just don't want it. Allah will help you if you want it. You got to be hungry. You got to want the good. You got to want the truth. And sometimes you got to give something up. Got to get a little uncomfortable. And that's good. That's where change happens. That's where the good stuff goes. All right. So my first piece of advice is put a lot in your deen first because you're going to find an immense amount of barakah. I cannot describe it. And that goes to the second piece of advice, which is seek your advice in the last third of the night when I am hard pressed for a decision. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, third place, like the, the third part of the night where he talks about this barakah, Rasul Sassan talks about this barakah. In sujood, begging out, calling out, however I got to do it, night after night. Um, honestly, waking up in this time, there is a barakah that cannot be explained and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only knows, right? It's a funny story. This morning, my husband, we set the alarm. We pray before Fajr together and we pray Fajr together because, you know what I mean? Like, what you find somebody who's like you, you know, you get these, these things. You feel really like you could do them together, alhamdulillah. My husband, I woke up this morning and he's like, oh, honey, wake up. You know, subhanAllah, uh, we we were almost, it's almost Fajr, like hurry up, you know, like, pray really fast and then pray the Fajr. We got to pray because like, he's saying like worried about the alarm didn't go up. I'm like, oh, okay. So I get up and he, I guess he had already prayed because he usually prays with me, but he had already prayed because he says, I'm not feeling well and I, I really want to lay down, but I, I wanted you to be able to pray. So I woke you up. I'm going to lay down now. I was like, oh, okay. So I go to pray and I go outside. And I pray, you know, to, to four rakah, and then I go and I pray Fajr, and I go in bed, and I, I take my phone to plug it into the charger, and it says 3 a.m. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, it is not even Fajr yet, brother. You had me pray in all these rakah. Like, I, alhamdulillah, I got all this extra, extra. I usually pray extra anyway, but I also had prayed Fajr. <laughs> He was like laughing and he's like, I'm like, I will see you in another 45 minutes, brother, when it's really Fajr. So I'll wake you then. And then I woke him up. So Alhamdulillah. Well, it's like that, you know, Alhamdulillah, sometimes with your life, you could do all this planning. And, but Allah, maybe he needed me to catch some extra prayers. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And, and Alhamdulillah, may Allah reward my husband. So um, 
here's the thing the last third of the night it is it is where Allah speaks to you in certain ways I can't describe so definitely take advantage of that time and um, and call out to Allah then that's my second piece of advice my third piece of advice is to find someone who knows here's the thing having stuff swimming around in your head it's not always good because sometimes you can't differentiate is that from shaitan is that from myself is that my nafs is that from like a good sign and decision like Sometimes you have to talk it out with someone who has been through it before. And like I mentioned in my story, that's when I went to my mentor and she just literally guided me through some stuff and then gave me, you know, uh, exactly what I needed to hear to understand where my, the fault in my thinking was. And then it was clear. It was clear what I had to do. Subhanallah. Right. I went into that fear, upset, you know, whatever. And then I just got that little bit of more of information or advice. And then all of a sudden, I knew exactly what I needed to do. I went and made that choice. Like I told you, I'm married to the guy that just woke me up for the prayers before Fajr. So Alhamdulillah, <laughs> Allah Kareem, Allah Kareem. Allah's way is the best way. I don't care what anybody says. And that's why on the podcast, I am not shy to say that. Allah, uh, Allah is, is beyond what we can imagine he is. If only we give ourselves the chance to learn to reach out to him, to stop trying to figure it out on our own. I know a lot of people think they could do it like that, but it doesn't work, guys. I've, I've dealt with too many women. Alhamdulillah, I had to have a certain level of humility in myself to go to, like I said, my mentor or whoever else, and to let them tell me what I needed to hear, whether it was what I wanted to hear or not. See, I didn't say that to you, right? And I just needed to be open and and, and have a growth mindset and open mind and just and just make that decision. And that was one of the best decisions of my life. Right. And I have a way better marriage now than I did before. If you guys heard my love story in the past podcasts, go all the way back to my love story. You'll hear that's when I put my husband on. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Allah. Allah is the best keeper of promises. So find someone who knows. And the last piece of advice is surround yourself with like minded women. Rasul yes, he talks about friends and being surrounded by the right friends. But there's a real reason. Like in general, if all your friends are doing the wrong thing, it's going to be really hard for you to break the mold. And I just want to say this one piece of advice for women who are getting into their 20s or late 20s. And I find like now there is this new trend. So I'm going to call it out. There is a new trend where women are encouraged to delay marriage until they're done with university, until they're done with XYZ. This is not what you need to do. You should not be delaying marriage. This is not in the Sunnah. There's nowhere in the Sunnah that says finish college. One of the reasons I keep saying on the podcast, like, I want to build a village, I want to build a village. And then I went and did that, right? I did that when I made Thrive is because I knew women needed to be around a lot of other women like themselves. You know, we have to surround ourselves with people who are going to take us where we need to go. And so if you find yourself around a lot of people that are not the right kind of people, start to distance yourself. Seclude yourself a bit and even ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show you the right people. But you got to get in a better headspace and you can't get in that headspace when you're physically around people, whether it's through. And when I say physically, I know that's like nobody does physical anymore. Everybody's like on the phone connecting. Guys, you know, sometimes you got girlfriends, you just spend all day back and forth on the phone with your friends, just talking about nonsense, sharing stupid videos, laughing about some dumb thing on TikTok. Like, come on, that's a big fat time waster. That is not getting you where you want to go. You're going to do all that ha-ha, rah-rah all day because you don't want to think about your problems. Then you go to sleep at night and you feel heavy, right? I know. that. I know because I have girls call me every day. Not because I do that, but because I have girls call me constantly. So my four pieces of advice just for any problem keep yourself in good decision-making always, is put yourself in a good place with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will give you like al-furqan, like the criterion. He will make it clear, right? 
the Farasa, he will make it so clear what you have to do to make that decision when you're close to him. And when you need to call out to him, the best time is the last third of the night. And you need to find somebody who can talk to you about your problem. That's why I'm here. You guys know that's why I make the free consultation calls. I have 15 minute ones. I have 45 minute ones. I have all types of things. Everything is linked in the description. You guys know I'm at your disposal. You can DM me on Instagram. You want more information on marriage. You want more information on life things. That is what I made the podcast for. That's why we make the school. That's why I made the whole, whole brand here. And so subhanAllah, we're here to serve you. And then lastly, surround yourself by other women. And that's why I'm gathering women from all over the world so that you can have people. Even if you don't have people in your own town, we have women, for example, like I said, look, I started with a shout out to the women in the self-love challenge on Thrive because that's where they all are, hanging out together, bettering themselves. But what are we doing? right? Are we doing that? Are you working on something? Like we can help you, but you can only make that decision yourself. To, to and, and I'm trying to tell women over and over again, waiting for the right time, that stuff usually doesn't ever come. So you have to put the brakes on life. Just going back to what I first said, if you have emotional stuff, underlying stuff, you're worried about your decisions, you're anxious about in life, about choosing the wrong guy, you know, whatever his career, you have to take hold of that. That's what mindfulness is. It's being conscious. We have to live in the present, ladies. We can't keep fearing over, over the future and what might happen. We can't keep lamenting and or the guilt over the past and what we had done. Today is, is the first day of the rest of your life. You can change it anytime you want. We'll help you if you need, but it's really, really liberating once you really learn and understand and accept that. All right? Love you guys for the sake of Allah. Have an amazing weekend. I'll catch you in the next podcast on Monday, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.